Good evening. Good morning. It's more like it. Welcome to the Kansas City Chiefs Facebook Live. Uh, I am here along with Lynn Worthy, with Will Pryor, and off camera, and now on camera, <laughs> Sam Mellon. So we just watched the Chiefs play a preseason game that I believe that they won. Uh, we couldn't think. tell you the score. I don't know. Unless I looked yeah. at a sheet. Seems like uh, seems like they won the game. Fourth preseason game is uh, that that exciting. Uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about are some of the storylines. But first, I wanted to ask Sam how his Chad Henney column went tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good for a series. <laughs> and then I was like, well, they tr- traded for a cornerback. That sounds more interesting. Um, can we talk about Chad Henney a little bit? Yeah, let's, or do you let's want to talk do about that. The let's let me uh, let's ask uh, folks to to uh, give us some uh, send, send questions our way. We'll try to get as many in as we uh, answer as many as we can um, before um, before about a half hour. I think is our, our, our time limit <laughs> yeah. tonight. So get them in uh, quick. Get them in and uh, give, give us some likes and um, and so yeah, Sam, take us uh, take us through. Chad Henney. Well, when I was driving to the stadium, um, I thought that Henney was the most interesting thing in this game, just because like if if the worst happens, right, uh, for the Chiefs and, and, and the kid goes down, um, you know, how screwed are they? And <laughs> like I think the answer is not that screwed if it's only a game or two. Like right, I think Chad right. Henney can can get you through with a creative coach, um, obviously some weapons. Uh, they might need to score a lot of points now. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, he, he seems like the kind of guy, you know, just a a, a reliable Toyota Camry. Toyota Camry. Brooke, is that, uh, that's, is that's that what, what we're going, going with? with? Okay, yeah. I called him a Nissan Altima, and I felt like that was not quite as accurate. I like, <laughs> right. like a Toyota Camry right. a little bit better. Yeah. So, right, I mean, he just well, seems like you're you're not totally screwed if it's, if, if it's just a game. They've had to do it before, right? Yeah. Uh, was it two years ago with um, – Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. when, when – uh, Alex Smith suffered suffered the head injury, I believe, is what. Yeah, <laughs> lacerated ear. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Don't want that. Good grief! Slammed his head on the turf in Indianapolis. But cleared protocol. That's right. <laughs> but Nick Foles got him through what a game and a half, yeah. right? They finished that game and yeah. started the next one, and they they got through. Um, they got through that. So you think you think Chad Henney is? I, I think he is too. I. You when you think about it, he's fine. he's the best backup quarterback that Andy Reid's ever had. I mean, yeah. he's he had Chase Daniel for three years, um, and then Foles in sixteen, and and last year it was Patrick Mahomes who never got to play. Yeah. So this is, <coughs> I don't know if the best, but the most experienced. Most experienced for sure. I mean, Foles had the twenty-seven and two season in in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Over here. That, that's um, right. What, what's he done since? Nick oh, Foles. Who, Fo- Nick, Nick Foles? I haven't heard much from him. No, no, no. Uh, no. But he, like, There's like Henny, one thing, but... The, uh, the arm strength isn't there, right? Like, that would be the biggest difference if we saw, you know, went from the kid to to the backup. But that's going to be the case, whoever the backup yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, um, who's the, of, who's of Patrick the guy? Holmes. Who's the guy that has that, that same exact yeah. arm strength? It's I don't know, Matt McCoy aired out that 62-yard pass today, <laughs> so... The, the most important thing about Henny, I think, is, is up top, is the brain. Like... The experience, and he was brought in basically to be like Patrick Mahomes' study partner, right? Like to to get him through film and just, hey, did you see this? Whatever. Um, that, that's going to be his most important contribution. But and again, that brain allows him to pick up some things in a complicated offense that maybe some other people might struggle with. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it's you know, look, if it, if it's something torn and and Pat's out for a couple months, um, you know, we may be just 
looking at next year's draft. But, uh, you know, if it's a hamstring or something like that, I feel like I feel okay with Chad Henney for a game or two. I think the biggest thing is probably what you uh, alluded to with the weapons. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a Camry, but with some upgrades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, he's got, you know, Kareem yeah. Hunt. You got yeah. Sammy Watkins if he starts catching some balls. And, you know, Travis Kelsey. So it's not like it's a – offense that's built around the quarterback he goes down and then everything just totally. goes you know up in flames it's like no nah, i mean he yeah. can, especially like you said if it's a couple of games i mean if it's you know three four games you say okay he could just split over yeah. three four games most likely with these yeah. guys around him yeah i think what it does it it, it it would chop off some of what tyreek hill does right but tyreek hill is more than mm-hmm. just a deep threat you know i think that's easy for a lot of people to uh, to miss but you know he can do some other things and you know, they, they can throw one of those tunnel screens. Well, yeah. And, and that can go 53 say, yards you, you or whatever. just get the ball to him in space and then yeah. maybe, maybe not 50 yards downfield, but get it to him five yards downfield yeah. and try and give him some room to make it take it 50. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we'll stay on the quarterback theme here. Uh, Brooke, what did, what did you see uh, from Matt McGloin and Chase Litton, who uh, we think uh, the Chiefs are going to keep one of those two guys? Uh, there, there was some speculation that – Maybe the Chiefs only keep um, Patrick and and uh, and Chad Henney and and, and create an, an additional space on the roster for for another position player. I still think they're going to keep three quarterbacks because that's what he's always done. Uh-huh. So yeah. assuming it's three, how do you break it down? You know, I, I think I told you during the game that dur- that going into this, it seemed like Chase Litton was kind of had the edge in the race. You know, they already have the veteran backup; they don't really need two. So it would make the most sense to bring in a developmental guy like Chase Linton, undrafted free agent, but has done some good things in camp. He has, I think, the right body size to be a good quarterback, and it just seems like he has a much higher ceiling than Matt McGloin, who's been in the league for a couple of years. But then I think that McGloin came out tonight and played really, really well. I mean, he had the touchdown throw to uh, Darrell Williams. He had, obviously, the 62-yard throw to Byron Pringle. Um, and he, he did in the – the, his what the second quarter with an interception, but I think that was more on Byron Pringle, who just kind of stopped on the route than solely on him. But I think he turned in a performance that I was a little bit surprised by. Um, I mean, if we're going to go with the car analogy, I don't really know. Maybe he's like a Honda Fit. Like, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's not a ton of get up and go on it, but like it's serviceable. It's a good car. I test drove one of those. I like it. <laughs> Um, so, and then in the second half, Chase Litton came in, uh, and I thought that, you know, it took him a little bit to get going, but he did have three field goal drives. Uh, he said after the game that he was disappointed that he didn't, he wasn't able to score a touchdown. Um, but he still, um, put points on the board. I mean, he won the game and, and he said, you know, like the first game that he played against, uh, the Texans, he had a touchdown throw, but they didn't win the game. And to him, that was the most frustrating thing is that he was brought in to win and never mind that it's a preseason game and it doesn't matter. That's what he wants. Um, but I, I think that my gut still tell, still leans toward Litton getting that last spot. Um, but I'm going to go the opposite direction. I know you said you think they're going to keep three because they've always kept three. I think they're going to keep two. And because Litton's a young guy and I don't think he's going to get poached during the season, I think they put him on the practice squad to keep him around. Dang! Right now, that's that's my Dang. bold prediction. That, that is a bold prediction. <laughs> bold prediction. A bo- another bold prediction might have been Byron Pringle had, you know, game best game of preseason, maybe the best game by a wide receiver in the preseason, mm-hmm. 
you know, long touchdown, not a touchdown, but a long reception and, and made some other catches and then and then blows out his – blows out is probably too strong a term, but injures his hamstring late. What a misfortunate moment for him. What did you, you – so we didn't get to talk to him, of yeah, course. Injured guy, Chiefs rules, you don't talk to injured guys. They're not made available. Uh, so uh, – but what did you make of Pringles night? Well, Can I say real quick, uh, Peter Alden asked, was this a legitimate injury or one of the Chiefs' famed uh, training camp injuries? And this one was legit. Do, do we yeah, all agree on that? He, 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 was, he was like pulled right. He was legitimate. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't the yeah. Tyler Bray finger injury. Yes. Out <laughs> no. for the season. <laughs> yeah. Pinky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, it was, it was ahead, a legit hamstring injury. Um, he had, like that, like we said, we had, he had the 62-yard um, mm-hmm. right. catch to set up the uh, the touchdown. From Goyne, I think, right? Yeah, that was from Goyne. He starts off the second half with a 47-yard kickoff return. Then he had a, I think it was 40-yard 40 40 40 yard reception from Litton. And on that play is when he pulled up. Um, I mean, coming into this game, I think he had two receptions in the preseason for like 25 yards, something like that. So, I mean, one catch, he like tripled that. Um, He's averaging 30.5 yards per catch tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, after having really not – I mean, this is a guy who at, you know, K-State had been a big play guy and the, you know, all-purpose guy, returns in passing game, and he really hadn't translated. And then so finally you get that last preseason game – Undrafted rookie, it's like okay, try and make an impression, and he does. And then, you know, the third quarter, I'm, you know, hamstring. I mean, he might have had, you know, might have had another couple of catches, maybe another big, um, maybe gets in the end zone. But you know. yeah, you know, so he, he, we don't know the severity of the injury. We'll know tomorrow or later today, to be more accurate. <laughs> uh, when we talk to Andy Reid and what um, in about eleven hours, we, we'll know, we'll know more about it. But I mean, for an undrafted. You know, free, rookie free agent to uh, suffer this injury in the second half of the fourth preseason game. You know, he just put he just put some great highlights on tape. Whether the Chiefs mm-hmm. kept him or not, someone might have seen yeah. that and said, yeah, "I'm going to pay this guy." And and now, you know, yeah. he could be just sol yeah. here. And what what a, what an unfortunate thing for a tough break for Byron Pringle. Blair, speaking of undrafted college free agents. There's a new one in town, or at least will be tomorrow, taking a physical. Well, right? at, at least. It's a nice segue. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. but someone someone needs to tell the head coach about this. Yeah, because yeah, he, he didn't he didn't seem to didn't seem to um, fully grasp the trade or said it wasn't official, I guess, is what yeah. he was asked about. Not it. sure he was ready for that question. He wasn't ready yeah. for the question. Um, he was answering a different question. <laughs> right. Was asked. So the trade, the trade happens. Uh, we think uh, whether it, it probably pending the, the, the physical. physical and Brooke and Lynn, you guys combined on writing the story, take us through, um, take us through the trade. And then Sam and I'll talk about Parker anger a little bit, uh, uh, who who was dealt by the Chiefs, presumably, today. Well, I mean, it seemed like kind of a, a crazy way that it happened. Um, this, I can't, how, how do you say his first name? I'm seeing it in my mind. Charvarius? Charvarius or Charvarius? Yes. Ward is Ward, his last yes. name. So he is warming up for the, for the Cowboys preseason game and I guess finds out during warm-ups that he's been traded. We saw some reports that he was on the field stretching and everything when he learns He's been traded here. He's a guy that had a really strong preseason with the Cowboys. And he's had seven tackles so far in the preseason. And from all reports, from all the Cowboys stuff that I was reading, it sounded like he had a really good shot to make the 53-man roster there. He gets traded here. 
And, I mean, you'd think that they're making this trade to put him on the roster, um, and it really kind of sends that that uh, secondary situation into a little bit of flux because I thought going into it that they would have five corners and five safeties, but Lynn seems to think, you know, maybe that there's going to be a little bit of wiggle room in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just poked my head around, was able to talk to somebody who knows a thing or two um, and said – that um, you know, it's I like not, those guys. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those <laughs> guys. Things or two. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to those guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, so basically, we're all thinking it's going to be ten defensive backs, five corners, five safeties, and you know that's go from there. But my understanding is with him now in the fold that they think that there's going to be some flexibility. So um, and with Sorensen probably going to start the season on IR, they could go with four safeties and six corners with Ward in that uh, group. And then, you know, knowing that you'll get Sorensen back at some point during the season. Um, basically, the way it was said to me is, well, they feel like they had the flexibility where you know who your five corners are. And then you, uh, well, well, you know, you have at least five um, and then maybe a sixth. And you could sort of decide whether or not you want you want to keep an extra corner, an extra safety, um, knowing that you know with Ward you have five, and then there's maybe one person's odd man out, and everybody probably assumes that's David Emerson um, because he's struggled during the preseason. So, so yeah, that was my question. I was going to ask Sam about this because when I asked him about his Chad Henney column, it became the uh, Charvarius Ward column. Um, does this does does this mean that we you know David Emerson might be one of the cuts? You know, from I could put some, some yeah, I mean, it puts him on the and, block, and, right? Yeah, and David and, Bradbury wants to know this as well. Thanks for writing, David. Well, I believe they'd only lose a million, right? It'd be a million yeah, in dead money. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that was the other thing is it, it Just, sort of gives them a little bit of leverage, too, where yeah. if they wanted to try and, you know, pay um, yeah, you know, ask them yeah. to take a little bit more, a little less, then they have the leverage to do that because now you've got, you know, five other guys and he's in this guy's struggle. Yeah. Plus, you know, just as you take if, for them taking the long view, they also look at you know they got a lot younger at that position just over this offseason. Even though obviously people aren't fully <laughs> happy with what they've got at corner, but yeah. you look at it and you say, well, Fuller, um, Fuller, Tremont Smith, Nelson. and uh, well, I was gonna say um, and uh, Ward are all guys who are gonna be under twenty five. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then I still think that you know again looking at the long view next year when they actually have a first round draft pick, that's gonna be one of the areas that they target. So all of a sudden you're looking at maybe four guys next going into next year, which is getting ahead of schedule, obviously, but yeah. we're going to be young guys at that position. I mean, uh, you know, Amerson has been, you know, to put it kindly, uh, <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> and, That's and, the kindly. After, listen, <laughs> after having a, a training camp where he didn't seem terrible. Yeah, he seemed okay. He seemed yeah. like a veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I thought it was interesting, you know, you kind of read too much into things sometimes, but when Andy Reid says – as little as he says, you kind of have to. And did you guys notice after the after the game, he said that uh, Amerson is, is working his way into the scheme or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yes. It's like the meanest thing Andy yeah. Reid has ever yeah. said about well, one of the players, you know? Well, I mean, was this now in last uh, was it last week in Chicago? He basically said, yeah, he can play it better. He can play better than what he was doing. So it's like again, as big an insult as yeah. you yeah. forget yeah. publicly Andy, from you know? Andy. Yeah. He so, can be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Emerson, I think there's no doubt that he's sort of the one that's going to be yeah. in question. It's just a matter of how they want to play it now. And yeah. They, and that addition sort of gives them some options. And, and I that, think in our in our 53-man uh, roster projections that we put out yesterday, I had 
cutting Amerson and DB TBD, right. and now this is See, the you, he you has were, been determined. That's right, you had the crystal ball. I did. <laughs> I'm a person that may know a thing or two, or not, or just really good at guessing. <laughs> so, um, uh, somebody wants to know about Armani Watts night and uh, and how much he might have helped himself. I, he was always going to be on the team; that was not going to be an issue. Um, but could he find his way into the starting lineup? Um, he, he was pretty solid tonight. Basically, he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, he, two overthrown balls. He he made a diving catch for one, and then a kind of a leaping catch for another. They were good athletic plays, and that was his reputation at Texas A and M. Big play guy, not always consistent, but but a big play guy. He showed it tonight. It was fun talking to him after the game. Um, he he does you know he he's on the fifty three, but look, Eric Berry is going to start and. You know, and I think Eric Murray is going to start as well. I don't think Armani Watts moves into the starting lineup, but I, I think he, I think his growth is accelerated a little bit. Here, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. especially with Sorensen out. I like him more than McQuay. You know, oh, that, gosh. That, yeah. And Watts has had you know collective kind of, groan on that one. <laughs> uh, uh. Maybe, maybe an underrated or underappreciated, but I think Watts has been pretty good for a, what was it fourth round? You know, mm-hmm. um, fourth round rookie. I think they're getting what they paid for. Well, and it seems like this defense needs help getting the takeaways. That They yes. hadn't really created many turnovers at all during the preseason, and then tonight they have three, and Armani Watts has two of them. Right. That's huge. I mean, who knows how he'll actually do against, you know, playing against the ones and a real game that actually matters. But if there's, you know, if this defense is struggling to kind of manufacture some of those, I think that, that he has a much better shot of getting on the field than some of the other guys on the roster. Patrick Lynch wants to know if anybody played their way onto the team tonight. I, I don't know. We talked about this. I think I think teams go into training camp with their fifty-three, and then and then they allow themselves to to be open-minded a little bit. Um, I, I say the same thing about training camp at baseball. Teams go to training camp at baseball knowing who their twenty-five man what the twenty-five man roster is. I think the Chiefs and every NFL team goes to training camp knowing who they who they think the 53 man is. And, and then someone like a Ben Neiman comes around yeah. and, and gives them something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, people have asked about uh, Neiman and, and, uh, and how it might affect that position. Is Terrence Smith perhaps the odd man out? I, I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I think not tonight, but I think that Neiman and Traymond Smith over the course of the offseason have played their way onto the 53. You know, like I, I don't think like after the draft or whatever, like those would be two guys. Well, certainly not after the draft, but you know what I mean? Um, That those would have been two guys entering the offseason period that you would have expected to be on the 53. But I think over the course of it, they've earned it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody tonight solidified it. I mean, like, you know, or changed the shift of the mind. I mean, probably more likely maybe somebody tonight might have given themselves a little extra room to maybe get on the practice squad or something like that. But I think the 53 man is a different different beast. And I think when you're talking about like Neiman, I think we sort of had that idea with Neiman before we got to this week. I mean, that he might get onto the roster and just between, you know. Yeah. And, you, and obviously it's more than just these four preseason games too. There's camp and you could see things with Neiman that made you think, okay, he might be in the mix here. See, I kind of think that maybe Daryl Williams may have played himself into a roster spot. I think both of us had projected him to be a practice squad guy. But um, I, I think a lot depends on Damian Williams' health, although he looked fine out there tonight. He's had a shoulder thing. But Spencer Ware, we did see him in Chicago. But, you know, he, he looked good. But Andy also said that a lot of, you know, figuring out 
his role and what they were going to do with that position would depend on how he felt after that game. So we haven't gotten an update on that yet. So if, if Spencer Ware is still not 100% or not at a percentage high enough to play the way they want him to, I could see them using, you know, if they only keep two quarterback two quarterbacks, put one on the practice squad using that extra positional spot and the running backs and, and giving that to Daryl Williams. Um, so I think we're in agreement that you it, it's tough to play your way on to the 53, but I do think David Amerson may have played his way off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I think he I, I think he has. Yeah. It's just it's just been it's been too brutal. Of uh, the, the games have been too brutal. Starting with the very first game, re, first series of the first preseason game, we picked up the two penalties. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. And that's a bad well, miss too. If, if if that's the way this goes, and look like you should never like keep a guy because you don't want to admit a mistake, right? Um, but that that's a bad miss because they were betting that they could change him, that they could bring out all the good that he had shown, what, two, three years ago or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and that the bad was, you know, the Raiders and, and all this other stuff, and it's just continued to go downhill. Well, yeah. I guess the question is, is there a fifth safety that you feel like you need to have one there? Because if there's not a fifth guy that you're like, oh, he's showed enough that we need to keep him, then you still might keep Emerson, yeah. you know, because he's an experienced guy, he's a veteran, I mean – and, the, and you have two guys between Trayvon Smith and Ward now who are still rookies who are, you know, came from small schools are still developmental guys. So maybe if you, unless you have that fifth guy, you know, with Sorensen going to be on IR at the safety spot, then mm-hmm. you still might keep Emerson around just yeah. for the time being. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's, 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 before, as we wrap it up, let's, let's talk about what's going to happen here in the next 36 hours, right? Um, uh, later today, uh, the, the players will start to know uh, that they'll be told whether they, you know, they're on the on the roster or not. And they, the, the NFL teams have until three o'clock central on Saturday to, to post their rosters, basically. And uh, but players will know before then, and, and and the word gets out, news gets out about who's, you know, who's made it, who hasn't made it. And we, we want you to follow KansasCity.com because we'll have a cut tracker uh, on, on KansasCity.com starting sometime tomorrow. I'd say look for it around noon or so, maybe even earlier. But uh, go to KansasCity.com and, and follow the cut tracker. We'll be keeping up with all the, all the news that comes out of, of Arrowhead Stadium starting, starting Friday uh, afternoon. And there'll be a lot of it. And, um, and not only that, uh, you, you've, got the, you've got that going on Friday, the announcement on Saturday, and, and then the, the practice squad will emerge there as well and you know just like tonight where the Chiefs picked up a you know a, a defensive back a cornerback there, there there could be more wheeling and dealing here with the Chiefs and all NFL teams in the next um, in the next 48 hours or so so what's um uh are there any big mysteries on the 53 anything that uh, third quarterback is is uncertain yeah but let's let's vote here. Who, who's who's it going to be? Who, who do you think it's going to be? I'd keep Litton. I just think there's more more potential there, more upside. Brooke Litton. Lynn. I still think that you could keep McGuire and then get Litton on the practice practice squad. So uh, I'm with Lynn on this. I, I think I think it's McGloin, um with Litton on the practice squad as well. So we win. Um, <laughs> how about uh, how about uh, how about the inside linebacker? Um, if they keep five and. You know, Raglan, Hitchens, let's say Aligwe, um, and let's um, and Dorian Dorian O'Daniel. Mm-hmm. So if it comes down to Neiman, Terrence Smith, um, what do you do? 
I feel like I've seen more from Neiman. That that'd be my guy. Yeah, I'm with. And, and am I right, Terrence Smith? Uh, Smith didn't. I, I don't know if so. he played tonight or no. didn't didn't play much. We'll have to look at the participation. No. Um, I would go. Right now. Yeah, I would go Neiman, and I think, you know, the way you broke it down, um, I feel like Dorian O'Daniel. They sort of had from the time they drafted him sort of a role that they had in mind, whether it's in sub packages and so you know um, playing more coverage. I feel like they want him for a specific role. He's a rookie. They drafted him. Um, Oligwe, I think they still feel like there's some upside there and athleticism, and you know he's a year younger than than Smith. Um, and Neiman sort of has played himself throughout camp, not just in a single game, into a spot. I think. Right. So, you know, to to backtrack on something we said, I said earlier, you don't play your way into the fifty-three man. I, th- I think Ben Neiman did play his way into the fifty-three, but not tonight. Yeah. No, not tonight. tonight. Yeah. I, throughout camp, throughout yeah. training camp, we yeah. we saw it back in July yeah. in St. Joe, mm-hmm. and um, and and uh, and then through the games, so the, the the pick six he had in Atlanta, in Atlanta was a really yeah. nice play, yeah. and he just always seems to be around the ball and, and showed a lot of hustle. I, I Terrence Smith did not play tonight. Did not play. No, did not play. So I don't. I don't know what that means. I don't. I don't know if it means that they. He's got a spot secure. Or we don't need to just, see any more a, of him. It's or, a hard no. They, yeah, or hard right. It's, a, right. it's a so much of a no. We're not even going to give you a right. chance. Um, all right, let's let's bring this thing in for a landing. Um, fourth preseason game. The Chiefs did win it. I, I looked. I checked the. Um, <laughs> I checked the paper. They did win the game to finish the preseason two and two. I think they finish every preseason two and two, um, and. Uh, and in nine, ten days, uh, they open the season against the Los Angeles Chargers in in, in L.A. Um, we'll be we'll we'll talk to you again before that game and and talk about that game specifically. But uh, how about just putting a bow on on training camp preseason? Lynn, we'll start with you. What um, uh, what are your kind of impressions about this team? Let me. Just, I'll start by saying. I felt more confident about this team a year ago going into the season, the way I saw them perform in in, in spring in uh, preseason football than I did this year. Tonight's game was meaningless in terms of uh, making a judgment or a value on this on this team. I just didn't like the way the starters played for three when, when we saw them on the field for three weeks. I'd say offensively, the thing uh, I, I feel like this is just going to be an offense that's going to have to progress throughout the season because you have such a young quarterback. You got some new parts. I mean, I think, you know, we'll see the moments from uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, like the big touchdown that he threw in Atlanta and those sorts of things. But I think we'll also see, you know, the moments like we saw in Atlanta where he just threw it up for grabs and you're like, what was that? Or the one that should have got intercepted in the end zone. I mean, not necessarily those specific plays, but I think there'll be things mm-hmm. that, you know, growing pains as it goes along. And I still don't know what we're going to see from the defense. Like, I, I'm convinced that they'll be better against the run, but I don't know what it's going to look like against the pass. We also haven't speaking against defense against the run. We haven't seen Xavier Williams in two games too, and it makes you wonder a little bit about that. We told we were told he had stingers, which is why he didn't play in Chicago. Maybe he doesn't play tonight because he's a starter, but still hasn't played for two weeks. Right, exactly. And, and building off of what Lynn said, I mean, I think that my biggest takeaway from camp, from these preseason games, is that this offense is not, you know, it's not ready made right now. That it is going to have to kind of grow throughout the season because. You know, I'm not – somebody asked me in a Twitter Q&A if I was less concerned about Patrick Mahomes' interceptions in camp given the way he played in the preseason. I said, well, I was never concerned over the interceptions. I'm not concerned about a new guy throwing those, knowing what Andy Reid said early on, hey, we're going to test this out. I think a lot of this season is going to be a test. Um, 
you know, they're not going to want to have to be have it going through these growing pains as often as they're going to. But um, I think that it's going to be it's going to be high powered at times and at other times it's going to get kind of clunky and there's going to be some interceptions and some what in the world was that. Um, but that's just how how it goes when you have a young quarterback and defensively it's going to be a work in progress also just they're starting from a much lower point what do you think sam yeah i I think the exact same thing about this team now that i thought before training camp started only more so you know what i mean like uh, i think the offense is going to be i think they're going to score points they're going to be really inconsistent but i think they're going to score points and the defense um i'm just more concerned about than I thought I was going to be, and I say that as somebody that thought Bob Sutton should have been fired <laughs> after last year, and that they traded away their best playmaker. It's, uh, you know, that there's not that many surprises. Ben Neiman, I guess, you know, would be kind of the the biggest. Yeah, surprise we're not, but we're not the, talking about a difference making type right, of player. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, they could be a wildly entertaining eight and eight team. Eric Berry's going to make all the difference. And I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked that nobody else sees that. Um, Actually, he will hopefully make a difference for the He's a for the really Chiefs. good player, yeah. I don't think anybody's minimizing that. Right. You know, he's, he's a really good player, but, you know, he's not Superman. He's not. No, no. But, but we still haven't seen this team with him on the field in the preseason at all, with Justin Houston on yeah. for more than, you know, two series. Two yeah. um, D Ford on the other side. And then the whole Hitchens-Raglan relationship needs to needs to blossom, and mm-hmm. that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. I'm really – I'm really – Kind of bullish on on Anthony Hitchens. I just think he's a solid player and will be um, will be really good for the Chiefs this year. So we'll see. Okay, uh, we leave tonight. My my last concern is for um, is for uh, Brooke's apartment. She left a candle burning no. uh, in <laughs> her apartment. It's now they on could the be watching this. And they know it's in my lease so and it shouldn't be happening. Right. So we need to wrap this up so Brooke can get back to her apartment to see if it's still there. And go retrieve my engagement ring that is in there and hopefully not burned up. All right. So for Sam, Brooke, Lynn, I'm Blair. Thanks for tuning in. Follow the coverage of the Chiefs and the Kansas City Star online at KansasCity.com. Thank you.